Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. I don't even know God's so good to us. So <laughs> I was, Pastor Scott texted me last night and said, be alert, be on, be on ready, be ready to go. And I thought, well, you know, what, what do we have to do to serve God in this day and this hour? We have to be devoted to him. Devoted, you know. He's devoted to us. Did you know God is devoted to us? Every one of us, he's devoted to us. He wants us to live an abundant life, a godly life, regardless of where we've been. Amen? Because most of us, well, let's put it this way, we've all missed the mark. <laughs> but yet he wants us to follow hard after him. And he is forever making intercession. Jesus, our, our elder brother, our master, our savior, is forever making intercession for us. He's devoted to that, devoted to pray for us. Amen? And so I thought, what, am I, what would I speak on this morning? Well, I, I just decided I'd look through some things and whatever the Lord kind of laid on my heart to talk about. Because we live in a day and an hour where we got, not everyone, but a lot of times we put God and the church on a wheel. And that's one of the spokes on a wheel. And everything else is taking our time and taking our devotion and, and things. And I thought, how did that first church, <laughs> what were they like? Uh, they were devoted. Amen? They were devoted so much that they, they gave their very lives for the kingdom. And I think sometimes we can get caught up today in this hour and uh, just kind of do whatever we want. And you know, it, it's so important that we, we think about what he's done for us on a regular basis. There's a, um, you know, uh, whoever, who's ever worked in a job where you had to take inventory? What do you do? What inventory you go through and see what all the things you've had, you know, all your supplies and all, everything. But you know what? In our, in our life, in our own personal life, we need to take inventory about where we're at with him. Amen? Because he's a, what? A good, good God. And he wants us to serve him with all of our hearts. And so it, it's important that we know that. <laughs> Amen? And then follow hard after that. It's because we're in this for the long haul. I don't know about you, but since I just turned 50, um, I, I'm, re I'm ready to, to, to go to the next, you know, the next number of years. No, we're in it forever. As long as we have breath, we're to praise and worship and magnify the Lord and, and, uh, and serve Him. How many of you know we're to serve Him? Amen? He loves us so much. He's done so much for us. Why would we not? When I think of His goodness and what He's done for me, how could I not praise his name and glorify his name? See, what, we, what happens so much of the time is, is the enemy wants to steal our thoughts and, and distract us and get us away from what God has done for us. And he'll use a lot of different things. He'll use fear and anxiety and, and cares and worries and all that stuff in our life to get us off track. And God says, come on over here. I got so much more for you. Amen. Amen. Think on these things, he says. Think on what I've done for you. Think on my plan for you. Think on my direction for you. If you begin to do that, you begin to 
hey, why won't I want to do something for him? Look at what he's done for me. Take inventory of what he's done for you. Take inventory of how he's blessed you when, when, you, were, <laughs> when you were out there doing your own thing without a Savior, how he saved you. Amen? I always think of my testimony of a hotel room in, at, in Central Illinois. Watching the last 10 minutes, you've heard this before, last 10 minutes of Billy Graham. Had heard about, listened to Billy Graham a whole lot because my parents were Christians, they were going to church. Heard about the message of Jesus Christ, heard about, you know, there was a heaven and, and a hell. And the only way to avoid the second one I just said was to receiving the sacrifice that Jesus made. But I remember that time. And the more I remember that, the more I think, man, I'm on my way to heaven. Not by what my works or what, what I've done, but because what he's done for me. He was so devoted to the will of the Father that he gave himself for me. And when you begin to think that way, you begin to think different about your life. See, he's not up there trying to be, it takes something away from you and beat you down. And No, he's up there saying, come on, I got more for you. I got, I got so much more for you. You know, I've got this, uh, uh, this, this uh, blessing I want to pour out on you. But if you don't come to me, I can't give it to you. Amen? So you, you begin to think about when you were, you were without God and, and, and going your own way, and then he interrupted you on the way to hell. You know, how quickly can we, our lives can change? There were three young men, and I know two, one, two of them personally, four young men, in a car wreck. Three of them are gone. Just that quick. Now, I'm not, I don't know everything about them. I know them. I knew their grandparents. I knew their parents. But listen, life changed just like that. Now, I'm not telling you that to scare you, but there is a reality to that. We're all one heartbeat away. What have we been doing? And we're going to stand and give, give account for what we've done. I'm a Christian. I go to church and I listen to messages and, you know, I just know what have you done that he's called you to do? I've been teaching on Wednesday night about one of my favorite passages of scriptures, Romans 12, 1 and 2, other than John 3, 16. I think there's a, a couple of most important passages for a Christian. There is. He says, don't be conformed to this world. <laughs> I seem to always get back over that because we can be a Christian on our way to heaven, but be conformed to this world. Amen? And not doing what he's called us to do. So don't be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. Transformed into what? Into his image. To be like him. Paul says to imitate Jesus and follow me as I, as I follow him. Or another place, imit be imitators of Christ. Amen? We're to imitate him. We're to look like us and act like him. But how can we act like him if we don't know what he said about us? And we don't receive what he said about us. And then we don't do anything with what he's said about us. Amen? So it's important that we know that. And in order to do that, you've got to be devoted. <laughs> devoted. You ever think about being devoted to something? I mean, you're giving yourself all. Sometimes we're devoted to things that are not godly. But a lot of times we're devoted to things, you know, like family. And, and we should be devoted to church. And we should be, but most of all, we ought to be devoted to God. Because look what he's done for us. De devoted. It's set apart for a special purpose. To dedicate, to give up, or to wholly cherish or dedication. Man, that's dedication. That's what we're supposed to be dedicated to his name. Dedicated to what he's done for us. Amen? Amen. And then when we do so, 
Hey, Ryan. That's my grandson up there. Glad to see him in church. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But, but you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from now. Over in Acts 2.42, listen to how dedicated these people were. They had just been born again and, and, and filled with the Spirit, and here they are. They're going and growing. The church is going and growing. But in Acts 2.42, they said, it says this. Uh, well, let me go back to 40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this permanent... Uh, perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to, the, to them. And that was Peter preaching to a whole group of people. And here's what they did. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And it goes on to say, now all who were believed were together and had all things in common. Listen, they gave their lives. They, when they found out what Jesus had done for them, they got filled with the whole, uh, uh, saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to live different lives entirely. They were devoted to him. They didn't have to go to church. They became the church. Amen. That's who we are. You ought to say to my, yourself, I'm, I'm a member and in the body of believers, I am the church. God has called me, say, God has called me to do what he told me in the Word. Now, what did he tell us in the Word? Well, we know in, in Mark 16, we know what he's told us to do. You know that scripture in Mark 16, the Great Commission was for everybody? Amen? Amen. You're commissioned to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, what's that mean? I, I don't have to go to China or, well, not unless he calls you to go there. But you could go to a neighbor or down the street or whoever you're talking to say, you know what Jesus has done for me? And you don't even have to try to press them. You don't have to tell them they're going to go to hell. Just tell them about what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. Amen? Good news. And, and when you do that, when you do that, and he says, hey, you can lay hands on the sick. Did you know that? Every one of you. Are you born again? Who, who's not born again in here? Because we're, we're going to have an altar call in a little bit. But are you all born again? I heard one or two, yes, sirs. Are you all born again? Yes. Amen? So he's given that commission to you. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Did you know you can cast out a devil and there's so many of them today that not one person can take care of them all? So that takes the whole church. Come against the powers of darkness. Do you know that's what we're fighting today? We've been infiltrated by the powers of darkness. If you don't believe that, just go over and read Ephesians chapter 6 and what Paul said. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, although we try to take it out on flesh and blood sometimes. No, we're wrestling against demonic forces of darkness in this, in this country today. And we better stand up and we better begin to pray and come against those things. Amen? They're trying to take our lives from us, our relationships, our children especially our children. But we, listen, we have to be devoted. But they were devoted. Listen to what it says in the New Living Testament. All believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to prayer. <laughs> That's a big thing, isn't it? A deep sense of awe came over them, over all them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. What are you called to do? You're called to pray for this church. 
you're called to pray for Pastor Scott and, and, and the, the leadership, but also pray for one another. Lift up one another and say, hey, I'm going to be devoted to what the, this first church was. Why don't we see more miracles and signs and wonders? Could it be that we're not praying? Could it be we're not doing what he asked us to do? Amen? Amen? Could it be that way? Do we have that devotion? I would ask you that today. Are you devoted? Are you devoted to the things of God? You know, like, some, like I said, some of you are devoted to your families, and we should be. But first of all, if we're not devoted to God, everything else is not going to run quite right. If we're devoted to God, it's just amazing how things begin to go a lot smoother in our lives. And how, you know, so we have, to, we have to have this devotion. Now, in the Old Testament, we find David, you know, David was uh, who became a king. But when he was a young boy, how many of you know 15, 16 years old? He was out, what, he was devoted to the things of God. He was devoted to, to God that he even took upon himself to kill the giant, didn't he? Amen? That's, that tells us, these young people in here, you need to know that God has something for you, each one of you. It's better time to get on it now than wait till you're 25, 30, 35 years old. Amen? Do it now. Get busy. You got things to do. But be devoted. He was devoted to, to uh, well, he was devoted to the king and to, to the people there. And he went out and did what, he, what nobody else would do, didn't he? He killed the giant. But then he was also devoted all throughout his, even though he fell, he came back to the Lord. God said, this is a man after my own heart. Why? Because he was devoted to the things of God. I would ask you today, are you devoted to the things of God? That's where we need to be. Christian life takes on a, a new devoted type life. What's that mean? To be all in for Jesus. To be all in. Don't be uh, uh, in and part in and part out. Amen? Be part in the church and, and out into the world because I'll tell you what. See, what happens is many times if you're not careful and you're, you're hanging with the wrong crowds and going kind of the wrong way and, and your old life, it, it's, you know what, that's pretty attractive. Sometimes your old life is pretty attractive. You know, the old songs and the old haunts and the old places. But you can't go back there. Did you know that? Do you know that? Because what's going to happen is it'll pull you back. And I've had people say to me, he says, well, Jesus hung out with sinners and ate with sinners and stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Jesus held court, didn't he? <laughs> you know what holding court is? He did the talking. He did the, you know, he, he wasn't being influenced by them. He was influencing them. And if ordered to influence others, listen, we have to be devoted to the things of God. Amen? That means running our life with passion. You ever talk about passion? You know, a lot of times we have passion for different things. And when we do, what do we do? We give our all to that. Well, that's how we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be all in. Over in Psalm 27, verse 4. I don't know if they've got that up there. I'll just read it off there. Oh, they do. but it, <laughs> ah, They've been texting me. Come in and get your eyes retested. Maybe I need to do that, right? <laughs> but here's what, here's what the psalmist said in Psalm 27, verse 4. And I'll get to it in just a second. I've got to read it off of here. Praise the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I'm reading a little more of that. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
That's a good thing to say, isn't it? If the Lord be for me, who, should, who can be against me? Fear is not in my vocabulary. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh to my enemies and my foes? They stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Can you say that for yourself today? No fear today in Jesus' name. Whatever comes, if the Lord be for me. Because God has not what? Given us a spirit of fear. That's what Paul told Timothy, didn't he? He was being intimidated. You know, the devil likes to intimidate us, doesn't he? I get us off track, get us away from what God has said. And then we won't say it. We'll say, you know, we think, we think on things long enough, and then we'll begin to say things that, that are contrary to the Word of God. So what do we have to do? God has not given us, Paul told Timothy, a spirit of what? Fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Say that with me. God has given me power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. You got to go around telling yourself sometimes, you know, you hear <laughs> mind is a terrible thing to waste or a terrible thing to lose. But you hear people talking about, you know, well, I just can't remember anymore. And, and I, I, you know, I think I'm losing my mind. Watch what you say. Amen. You ought to go around and say, I will never lose my mind. Say that with me. I will never lose my mind. Amen. Amen. There's no reason for it. We ought to say what God says. But we have to know that uh, many, many people are devoted to many things. You know, I re- how many read the obituaries? A couple people. My dad used to, t- my dad to tell, used to tell me, because I would never read the obituaries growing up. And he said, wait someday, son. You'll get to be my age, and you'll read those obituaries, because you don't want to miss some friend or somebody you knew's funeral or whatever. So now... I read the obituaries before I read the sports page. And I don't read many of the editorials because I don't believe half of what they say. But anyway, not to get political, but anyway. But have you ever read obituaries? And sometimes somebody is, you know, self-exalted or somebody thinks they're really got four lines about this long in the paper. And I thought, my gosh. You know, that's quite a life. But you read every little thing that they've done, and, have, and you'll find out what, what they were devoted to and what they were passionate about. You know, it's, isn't it amazing that sometimes you read those things and you think, good night. Does this man have a, an expanded ego or what? You know, sometimes people write their own. I like what one pastor said one time. He said, I just want to... I just want to have what Moses, uh, what God said about Moses. And he said, what is that? And he says, my servant Moses is dead. Amen? You get the part about being a servant? My, my servant Moses is dead. That was over in Joshua. And I think about that. What, what a good legacy. Amen? To put my servant, and you can put your name in there, is dead. That's I mean, you don't get any better kudos than that. <laughs> when God calls you a servant, amen? So, but anyway, we need to be devoted. And one thing is, is pa- be passionate about. You know, Paul, turn to Philippians. I wasn't going to go there, but turn to Philippians chapter 3, another part of one of my favorite passages. Paul says, you know, he served God with all of his heart, 
But then in, in down to, as he's coming, he's done all these things. You've read this many times. I'm sure. I hope you have. You ought to go over there and read this because it helps you have a better image of what you, what you do for Christ rather than what you do for yourself. But he says this. He talks about his old life and he talks about the things he had done. You know, if Paul was alive and stayed the way he was, he'd be considered a terrorist. He was killing Christians and then camping and putting Christians in the lion's den. But he says this, he talked about his old life, and he talks about he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, I have counted lost for Christ. In other words, they were nothing. One rendering says they were dung. They were nothing. Amen? But now he says, but what things were gained to me, I've counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but which, which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith, that I might know him. See, a devoted purpose, a person to Christ and to God wants to know him. Do you want to know about, uh, more about Jesus? Do you want to know about the God the Father? Do you want to know more and let the Holy Spirit lead you and give you more? You can say, I want to know him. Hey, listen, I don't care how long you've been saved or how long you, we need to know him. If Paul said that, who raised up many churches, was, uh, was, went out through all, uh, through all the land over there and, and did so many miraculous things, and yet he said, what do you want to know, Paul? I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and join into his sufferings. Listen, you, you understand that? That's what we need to know today. Listen, we, we haven't arrived. How many, how many of you, anybody arrived out here today in their Christianity? Anybody got there today? Good, because I was going to have you come up, <laughs> you know. But no, seriously, this is where we live, my friends. He has, say he has more for me. Say it, he has more for me. But you got to know what it is. You got to get next to him. You have to have a relationship with him. Amen? Amen. Did we change the clock? It says quarter till two. I don't think we did. I didn't. I've changed them all, but I didn't change that one. So keep an eye on it. But see, one thing, one thing he says, and he goes, let's go on and read some more of that. He says, to know him, but by any means I obtained the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained. Paul said, if Paul can say this, I'm sure that we can say that. Not that we've already arrived, already obtained, and I'm ready, already perfected. But I, what? I press on. Say press on. This is what we need to do today. Press on, that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. And I go, it goes on to say, and I love, I love this passage because I, I have to think these things for myself. Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehend it. In other words, I haven't arrived. See, what did he just say? I said, I want to know him. I haven't arrived yet. But one thing, say one thing. One thing I do, forgetting those things that lie behind. Amen. Well, I've done all these good things. Forgetting that. I've done all these bad things. Forgetting that. What's he say? 
forgetting those things that lie behind, what does it say? I press or I, behind, reaching forward, reaching forward, forgetting that, reaching forward. You ever see the, uh, when they run relays or they run races in, in track and field? What do they do at the, at the end? They always lean forward. Well, then they just ran this whole race, but now they're leaning forward. Well, we could run our race, but are we leaning forward to what he has for us in the future? Amen? What he wants us to continue to do. Not stop and say, okay, I've done that. I've done my part. I've run my race. No, you haven't run your race until that breath goes out of you for the last time. Amen? What did Paul say? He was being poured out as a drink offering. Amen? I've run my race. I've finished my course, and I've kept the faith. That's for all of us today. Need to keep the faith. Don't say, well, I've done my part. I, you know, I used to hear that once in a while because we used to we'd invite other people to do things around the church, be greeters or be uh, do a, maybe to a bathroom. And we so appreciate all you that do things around here. But some people, I've had people tell me, well, now we did this and we did that and we've kind of done our part. And I just want to go. The one that died for you, you know, you've done your part. My goodness. I mean, come on, friends. There's so much more for us. Much more for us. We're supposed to serve the Lord with all of our heart. Over in Matthew 22, uh, verse 37, this is, if this is one of the things right here, if you grab a hold of, you'll be able to run your course a lot easier. They asked Jesus, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he says this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and with all your mind. Well, I love God. But then he says another thing. This is the first and great commandment, but here's the second. This is where we get hung up sometimes. We say we love God, but he says this. He says, the second is like it. You shall love God your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know why there's conflict with people? Most of the time, they've never received the love of God for themselves, and they don't love themselves. So they have uh, relationships that are conflicting. They always want to look to somebody else. And he says, love your neighbor as yourself. He says in many places in the scripture in the New Testament and further in Paul's writings, and he said we're to love one another as God has loved us, forgiving one another, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, be devoted to one another. Amen? Have you ever about being devoted to another person? Huh. I'm telling you, Jesus was devoted to us. Amen? Amen. Over in uh, 1 Timothy 4.15 in a, in a uh, New Living Translation, Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into what, your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Amen? Ask yourself, Lord, what is it I can do for you? What can I put my hand to? You know, over in Colossians, it has the passion principle, so to speak. It says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it as all into the glory of God, for he is the one that rewards and repays. Re, uh, Amen? There's rewards. Do you know there's rewards in heaven? Now, we're not doing it uh, just because we want a reward, but we get rewards. If we love God, we'll begin to do the things he's called us to do. And that goes free all the, all the time we're on this life. 
What can you do? What can you put your hand to? Whatever you do, whatever you put your hand to, do it with all your heart, heartily, as unto the Lord and not unto men. Amen? Amen. Know then he sees everything. Do you know he sees everything, good and bad? But listen, he's got so much more for each one of us. Say, he's got more for me. Amen. It, it causes your life to have purpose. You know why we have, we, why we have so much crime and carrying on out here today? We've got a whole group of a young generation that have really no purpose. They haven't really found out their true purpose and calling. We have fatherless, uh, a whole fatherless generation that these young people are killing each other and other people because they have no purpose. When you find out your purpose, it's all really in, in Christ Jesus. He's the one that gives you true purpose. He has, you know, you've heard it before. He has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for you. Well, he does. Amen? He does. See, he has a plan for my life. He has a destiny for me. He has purpose for me. Can you say that? Because you'll be like what you say. As a person thinks, so are they. Now, you don't have to think so highly of yourself, but you just have to thank God that he's, he's given you life and life more abundantly, and he's given you a purpose to live this life. We're, listen, my friends, we're living in perilous times, as, as Tim, uh, Paul wrote Timothy years ago, 2000. How do, how do you think we're living now? He, was, he wasn't living in a world where the, the whole world could destroy each other. He was living in a world with a whole lot of crazies. It hasn't changed much. But we're living in a world where we better know who we are in Christ, and we better be devoted to what he's said to do in this day and this hour. Amen? Amen. Let me see where I'm at. In Psalm uh, 99, verse 1, in the Amplified, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth, recount, and tell aloud all your marvelous works and wonder, wonderful deeds. I will rejoice and be in high spirits. Can you rejoice about what God has done for you today? Can you let the world know how good God is to you? Amen? Listen, it's so important this day and this hour because we see, we don't always see what the world's, what's happening in the church around the world. But let, let me tell you this. We, Merle's brought up every week at men's prayer about revival. And, I, and I'm all believing that we're going to have a move of God here. But you can have personal revival all the time. You know, you can have personal revival with the things of God all the time. When you stir yourself up into the things of God, when you read your word, when you begin to magnify him, when you begin to worship him and, 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 and praise his name, you can begin to walk in the presence of God. How many of you know that's, that's a real key to everything we do in life is walking in the presence of God? Amen? So we can hear his voice, to so know what he told us to do. Amen? But we can't do that if we're not devoted to him. If we're not called out and say, okay, I'm going to, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to bless you. Now, devotion brings out the best in you in every area of your life. What are you devoted to today? I hope you're devoted to the things of God. You want to know him like Paul. You ought to tell yourself that. Lord, I want to know you. And you know, Paul, in, in, uh, over in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, we've talked, I quote this sometimes quite often. In fact, let's just go there real quick. Do you know Paul... 
wanted that church at Ephesus to know more than what they already knew. And how many of you know he was speaking, his letters were being written to churches that were already born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit? But he's talking about this. He's saying, listen to what he said. He said in verse 15, he said, therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, he could say that about us today, I pray. I've heard of your, your faith and your love for all the saints. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, but making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wow. Well, this is, the, you could say, well, this is a born-again, spirit-filled church, but he's saying there's more. There's more. I'm telling you today, there's more. Yeah. Amen. Say that for, with me. There's more. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Amen. And he wants to reveal himself in a greater way for you. But listen, if you don't, you can pray this prayer. Brother Hagin prayed this prayer, and you've probably heard me say that before, for six months, and he'd already been in the ministry, I think, what, 12 years or something. And, and after that, he said, he told Aretha, his wife, he says, I don't even know what I've been preaching because I've got so much more revelation. Do you think we're going to go to heaven and not hear more about what God can and will do? And you think it's just going to be, well, I've got it all now. Never. Never. Amen. But then he goes on, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. You want to know the hope of his calling? You want to know what he's called you to do other than the things he's written out? Personal things. Directions. If you want to know, you've got to know him. You've got to have a revelation to him. You know why I think many people backslide that have come to the Lord and have made a confession of faith? They never had a real revelation of who he was and what he did. I got, I got saved sort of like what Pastor Scott did. <laughs> You know, he said, he, I think when he was 12, he can, uh, he can, he can uh, correct me on this next week or whatever. But he didn't want to go to hell. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd heard uh, so much hellfire and brimstone, I didn't want to go to hell either. But he has so much more for you. That's just a, you know, get out of hell card free or whatever. But then he's got all this other stuff he wants you to do. And you can't learn it by just doing your own thing. You've got to be devoted to him. You ought to tell yourself today, I'm going to be devoted to him. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know, uh, I want to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. I want to know what you're about. Amen? When you begin to do that, it, he begins to change your heart to where you begin to walk hard after him. You're never ready to give up. Amen? Are you still out there? Amen my trusty watch. Oh, they did turn it back up there. 1059, if you're taking medicine, as they say. Um, but this is where we live. So let me give you, quickly give you uh, some things, quick six things to be devoted to, and I'm not going to uh, drag it out. Be devoted to God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and to the things of the Holy Spirit. Be devoted to his word. The psalmist said this, I delight to do your will, oh my God, oh, oh, oh my God and your law is in my heart. Put the word of God in, his, in your heart. You know, one of the best ways to do that is when you read it, say it for yourself. Read it out loud. Say, this is for me. 
anytime you read the Word of God or any of the promises or, <clears throat> or blessings of God, say, this is for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You did this for me. You know, it's so vital in this day and hour we live in because there's so many voices in the world. If you don't know the Word of God, how are you going to combat all these other thoughts and, and voices in your heart? Amen? You know, they tell me, I've never worked at a bank, but they tell me at a bank, they don't, they don't show a whole bunch of counterfeit money. They just make sure you know what the real stuff looks like. Isn't that right? Well, you got to know what the real word says, or you're going to be conflicted and distracted and get off course. And might, you, know, you might get so far off course that they'll have to spend a, send a spiritual tow track to drag you out, out of the ditch. Amen? Aren't you glad when somebody comes and says, hey, why don't you get back in church? Hey, all of you out there that are staying at home and could be here, I'm telling you today, get up and be here because you're needed here. I guess we're still live streaming, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, Psalm 119.11 says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Want to walk away from sin? Get the word of God in your heart. In your heart and in your mouth. Amen? Mark uh, 13.31 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Isn't that exciting? So we might as well learn it now, right? So we're... Uh, what is it over in Hebrews about? It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Is that my uh, cue to take it down, right? Bring it down. How about being devoted to his church, his people, the body of Christ? His expression on the earth. Dedicated people. Being here. First John 1, 7, 4, 7, I said a while ago that Paul was dedicated. He said he'd ran his course. He'd finished his course. He'd ran his race. Amen? That's what we're to do. He kept the faith. Don't you want to get to stand before him and, say, and, and have him say, uh, you did what you were supposed to do. You did what I asked you to do. Now, were you perfect? Probably not. But you were striving. Yeah. Striving to know him. Striving to do what he asked you to do. In this day and this hour, can you not be a blessing to other people? We say this a lot. Live the gospel, preach the gospel, blessed to be a blessing. Are we really? You can't give away what you don't have, my friends. So start filling up with the things of God, the word of God. And guess what? When you open your mouth, it'll just spill out of you a lot of times. With love, hopefully. <laughs> amen? Can you say amen? So be devoted to prayer. How many of you are devoted to prayer? Now this is, this is a, a, a tough one because sometimes it's real hard. Uh, we get busy and, and we get away from prayer, you know. And uh, no, now, now I'm laying me down to sleep, you know, that type of prayer. I'm talking about getting in prayer, believing God for yourself and believing God for others. Amen? Pray for others. Pray one for another that you might be healed. Amen. This is all stuff that, that we can learn and do if we're, if we're part of the, devoted to the body of Christ. Devoted to giving. Our lives, our finances, our time, we live to give and love to give. And we're blessed to be a blessing, right? Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I am a blessing. Devoted to joy, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Everywhere you go, can you give away joy? Amen? Well, you've got to stir that sometimes. You know, I think we did that, what was it, two weeks ago? When we sang that song about joy, what was that, Angela? What song was that? I forgot. Yeah, 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, Paul told us to do that back in the Philippian church. He said rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So it must be important, right? So we rejoice. We rejoice about what he's done for us, what he's doing for us, what he's promised us. Amen? Amen. So you can give that away. Give joy away. Isn't it good to get around somebody that's got a little joy on their face and a little smile on their face? And if you go somewhere and instead of somebody kind of grumpy and, you know, we can do that as Christians if we're not careful. And we ought to act out there better than we act in here. Amen? Amen. Just about done. Devoted to the abundant life, God's favor and blessing. Of course, we know John 10.10. We're not just surviving. Amen? How many of you know we're not just surviving? Don't talk about all the time about the economy. Don't talk about the gas prices. I know they're high. Don't talk about inflation. Don't talk about all that. Because if God is your source, you don't, he's going to provide for you. Amen? Amen. Talk about how good he is to you. Lord, I thank you and praise you that you meet all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm thankful that I'm going over, not under. I, I can't be moved by every politician that promises something and then doesn't do it. I'm going to be blessed. Amen? You tell yourself that. It's important to tell yourself those things. A devoted person overcomes problems, and we overcome in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. And I would ask you this as we let the praise team come on up, and you can stand up with me. Now I got five after two. I better change the battery in that. <laughs> praise the Lord. Are you a devoted person? That's what I'd ask you today. To be a truly successful person, our devotion must begin with the Lord. Amen? With God. All, are we all in? Are you all in for God? Well, now don't deceive yourself. Listen, be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving your own selves. Get in the word of God. Ask yourself these things. Am I devoted to the things of God? Are you devoted to... Uh, is your devoted life a commitment to the Word and His ways? I'm just asking you today. I'm not pointing any fingers, you understand, because a lot of times I, they come back to me. Are you willing to pass the test of life? Live for Him. Be devoted for Him. I'm saying you are. So say that for yourself, amen? You say that for yourself. I'm going to do what God called me to do, and I'm going to live, run my race to <laughs> the finish line. I'm going to keep the faith. Amen? Are you consistent day to day, week to week? Consistently being what God wants you to be. Listen, he has more for you than you can even imagine. He has more good things for you. And, when, you know, sometimes we don't think he does. Get over that. Begin to say what the word of God says about you. You know, I've had people, I've gone to different places. I still go out to restoration and stuff. One of the hardest things is to get people that have accepted Christ to realize that he's not holding anything against them, that he's got a better plan for them. And, and over in 2 uh, Corinthians 5.17, I'm a new creature or creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you begin to get that down in your heart, you'll begin to do the things that God's asked you to do and run your race. Amen? Say, I'm going to run my race and do all he's called me to do with his help and by the power of the Holy Spirit 
I'm going to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. How many of you really believe that? Amen. Now, I've talked a lot about uh, uh, being devoted to Christ and being devoted. But if you're out there today and have never received Jesus Christ, don't wait one more day. I just mentioned we're all one heartbeat away from eternity. And what we do here in this life is going to be what's counted at the judgment. Have we accepted Jesus Christ? Is there anybody here that has not received him? Amen? If there is, I would have you to come down. I'm not going to give this eloquent altar call like Pastor Scott does because he's... <laughs> but I'm just telling you, all you got to do is say, I need Jesus in my life. He died for me, rose again the third day. I confess him with my mouth. I will live for him forever. Amen. He forgives me. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the best news you've ever heard and will ever hear. Aren't you glad? How many of you are glad that you accepted that, accepted Jesus Christ? Aren't you glad? Can you rejoice in the God of our salvation? Amen. He has far more greater things. Greater, that's the word, for us. In this day, this hour, this is our time. Amen? But if you've never made that confession of faith, if you've never stepped out and said, I want Jesus in my life, this is the opportune time to do that. As they, as they play a song here, and, it, and it, I'll pray here in a minute, moment, step out and step out. It'll be the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. And it'll be well with you. It'll be well with you. And you'll forever live in heaven. That's the best news. You know, I've done, I can't even count them anymore. I've done so many funerals. But the one thing you always want to make sure, did they hear the gospel? Are they going to heaven? Whether that person went or not. I've done some of those. It's very hard sometimes. I'm not their judge, but I'm telling you, make that decision for Christ today. Don't walk out of here without knowing him, without dedicating your life to him. Young people, middle-aged people, my age, older people. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, it's so important. Father, I pray right now there be one person here that doesn't know you. You would convict them by the power of your Holy Spirit that they, they need to receive the blessing of your son, Jesus Christ, who died and gave his life for us. May they step up and step out of that past into the newness of life. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.